Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you were most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. Today's Quick Consult episode is going to explore retirement accounts and specifically focus on tax-deferred retirement accounts. Discussing uh, tax-deferred retirement accounts, how they're inherited, how to incorporate them into your estate plan is something that is incredibly complicated and should definitely be explored in more detail with an attorney outside of this quick consult. However, I wanted to at least provide listeners with an overview so that when you go speak to your estate planning attorney, uh, you have good questions for them and you know that you found an estate planning attorney who has really studied the SECURE Act and understands how to handle these tax-deferred retirement accounts. Because it is very confusing, uh, the IRS is still issuing regulations regarding the SECURE Act, so things are constantly in flux, and you really have to stay on top of it as an estate planning attorney uh, because the the law is changing rapidly, um, even if just in minute ways. So with all of that in mind, let's start with kind of a a broad overview of of why we care about this. Um, So when it comes to tax-deferred retirement accounts, Obviously, what that means is that you're using money that has not been taxed, putting it into a retirement account. And the reason why the government lets you do this is because they know that you're going to be paying tax on that money eventually when you pull it out of your IRA, 401k, whatever type of plan you may have. So what this means is that although most assets, when they're inherited, they come to the beneficiary tax-free. This asset, when inherited, is not tax-free because the person who put the money into the account never paid tax on it. So the IRS says, look, there's never been tax on this money. If you inherit it, sorry, you also have to pay tax on this money. So again, we're looking at accounts like uh, the IRAs, the 401ks, the 403b, you know, pretty much any account where you're you're deferring your tax, you're going to have to worry about this for purposes of estate planning. So as you may be aware, when you hit the age of 72, you're required to start taking out the money from this account and paying tax on it. These are called required minimum distributions or RMDs. RMDs have to start at 72 unless there's a specific exception, which there are a few out there, uh, but we're not going to get into all of that today. And this matters, uh, age 72 matters because when your beneficiary inherits, the the amount that they're going to have to take out from this account each year is going to depend on whether or not you've started taking out the uh, required minimum distributions based off of age 72. And of course, uh, just to mention it, you really want to pay attention to that age failure to remove the correct required minimum distributions or RMD can result in a significant uh, tax consequence to you. Um, So make sure that you're staying up on that. You, You should receive notices in the mail, but just something to touch on there. So let's say that, um, you've got a large IRA 
you want to try to figure out what the best tax treatment is for this asset, what do you need to be thinking about? So as I previously mentioned, one, you need to be thinking about your age because this is going to directly impact how your beneficiaries can inherit. You need to be thinking about who the beneficiary is. And um, this is important because you have three different types, believe it or not, of potential beneficiaries. So uh, Congress really wanted to make it difficult on us, right? Um, so the first one is, is the best one that you can choose, an eligible designated beneficiary. And uh, the IRS has said an eligible designated beneficiary is a spouse. It is someone who is 10 years younger than you or less. So it could also be someone older than you. Um, a minor child. And they recently came out to state uh, back in February that a minor child is someone who is under the age of 21. So that was kind of a big a big deal. We were all thinking, we being estate planning attorneys, we're all thinking it was 18, but no, it was 21. Um, and then uh, whether or not your beneficiary is a disabled beneficiary. There's um, a lot of specific rules that go into what qualifies a as a disabled beneficiary that is outside the scope of today's discussion. So if you think that your beneficiary may be disabled, that's a good question for your estate planning attorney as to who will qualify there. So if you have an eligible designated beneficiary, you're going to get the best tax treatment for these individuals, and especially the spouse. Um, so these individuals are going to have the advantage of being able to take out distributions based off of their own life expectancy. Um, and so if you have a minor child, for example, again, so in this case, the IRS considers a minor someone under the age of 21, then they can look at that child's age um, and they can say, uh, all right, well, we think that their life expectancy is going to be X. Uh, therefore, their required minimum distributions only have to be Y. Um, and typically, those are going to be significantly lower than the required minimum distributions that you, as the participant, would have to take out. And this matters because the lower the required minimum distribution, the less tax is going to be paid on that required minimum distribution. And the longer the asset, uh, the IRA, for example, uh, will be able to grow tax-free, right? So having that, if you inherited someone who's three years old, they can have a very long time where they only have to pull out a little bit of money. Um, and so that means this tax-deferred asset is continuing to grow um, with, with having to take only a little bit out. So there can be significant tax advantages to that. And that's a good conversation, especially if you have a larger IRA. When I say a larger IRA, I typically mean a million dollars or more. Um, then you're going to want to definitely speak with a CPA uh, as well. So you can talk about what does this mean? What's this going to look like if this person inherits at this age? Um, and they should be able to run some numbers for you so you can see what type of tax savings I'm actually talking about here. Um, it, it's also important to uh, note that with a minor child, because they are only considered a minor um, if they're under the age of 21, after they are 21, then they have 10 years to finish pulling out the rest of that money. So that means the entire account must be depleted by the age of 31. Uh, so keep that in mind for, for minor children. Everyone else here 
uh, should be able to continue to take money out based off of their required minimum distributions. So now let's look at, so that's eligible designated beneficiaries. Now let's look at non-eligible designated beneficiaries. Non-eligible designated beneficiaries are going to be an individual who's not your spouse, someone who's more than 10 years younger than you, um, someone who is your child uh, but is over the age of 21, um, or someone who is not a disabled uh, beneficiary, right? So um, non-eligible designated beneficiaries, for the most part, are just beneficiaries who are not eligible designated beneficiaries. And this uh, type of beneficiary is uh, pretty common to see, especially if you're naming a child who's, uh, you know, an adult. Um, and they are not subject to the required minimum distribution rules so long as you are under the age of 72 and have not started taking out those required minimum distributions. They are, however, subject to the 10-year rule. And so this is a new rule that was recently created, and it states that, look, if you're this non-eligible designated beneficiary, we're not going to worry about required minimum distributions for you. So you can pull out as much money as you want every single year. But by year 10, all the money has to be out. Um, and so, again, you want to tell your beneficiary, speak to a CPA. When does it make sense to pull the money out? How quickly should it be done? Um, so it's really important that they be as knowledgeable as possible so that they're getting the best tax treatment um, for their for the asset. And it does matter how much the beneficiary is making. Um, that, that's going to dictate how much tax they're going to pay. So if they have a... Um, you know, a job where maybe they make more money in one year than the other, it might be a good idea to take advantage of that year where they're not making as much money to pull out a larger sum from that IRA, 401k, or whatever type of account. Um, but what happens if they're over, you're over the age of 72, you've started taking out your required minimum distributions, and you pass away naming a non-eligible designated beneficiary? Well, under that circumstance, the IRS says, well, yeah, you have 10 years, but you need to pull it out as least as rapidly as what the participant was pulling it out as. So essentially, they are forcing RMDs in the amount that the participant, you know, so you most likely, were paying or receiving those RMDs with the full amount having to be pulled out by year 10. So your beneficiary could pull out more than the RMD, but they're going to need to be pulling out at least uh, that required minimum distribution um, if you are over the age of 72 when you pass away. All right, so we've talked about our eligible designated beneficiaries, our non-eligible designated beneficiaries, and of course there's one more, a non-designated beneficiary. What is this? Um, so a non-designated beneficiary is going to be when you name your estate um, or certain types of trust. So when you do that, the IRS is going to say this is not a designated beneficiary and therefore whoever inherits is going to have to pay, remove all of the monies from this account within five years. 
why they penalize a will um, is is beyond me. I, I don't know. Um, but this is what they decided. They don't like um, estates inheriting, clearly. So you only have five years to pull out all this money instead of 10 years, regardless of who the beneficiary is who may be taking under this estate planning document. So if you have a will, you name your spouse as the primary beneficiary um, under that will, and you name the will as the primary beneficiary of that IRA on the pay-on-death form, or if it otherwise goes to the will for other reasons like failure to name a beneficiary, then your spouse, who would have otherwise received required minimum distributions based off of his or her life expectancy, is now having to pull all the money out within five years. That is a big mistake um, and can have significant, uh, significant tax consequences. So you want to be really careful that you've updated your beneficiary designations and your estate is not the beneficiary um, of your tax-deferred retirement accounts. Um, trusts can also fall into this, uh, into this issue if they aren't drafted carefully. So without getting too much into the details here, what I mean by that is that um, your trust should be what's called a see-through trust. Uh, there's a few different qualifications for becoming a see-through trust. If you are working with an estate planning attorney, you should say, hey, is this a see-through trust? And if they don't know what you're talking about, uh, that is a problem. Um, so make sure that that's a good question for you to ask your estate planning attorney, uh, especially if they are handling the disposition of your retirement accounts. Now, you don't have to worry about that if you have a trust, but leave your retirement accounts directly to your beneficiaries. You know, it won't pass through the trust um, at that point, so you can have a more simplified trust. Um, but that is, that's a good discussion for you to have with your estate planning attorney as to what makes sense and how to properly handle this extremely complicated asset. So that is a broad overview of retirement accounts. I hope you're still with me. I know it's confusing. The big things to remember here are age 72 and how that can impact, um, you know, the distributions, but realize that that age really only matters if you're naming a non-eligible designated beneficiary. So typically, you know, um, on your average case, you're looking at kids over the age of 21. Um, and then just, you know, understand the importance of speaking to a CPA. Um, I am not a tax attorney. I'm not a tax professional. You should always talk to a CPA about uh, how all of this will impact your specific account. Um, and then the last tip to note here is that some 401k type plans um, may have unique rules associated with them. So each plan can be different. Um, so to add to all of the complexity surrounding this, they may have different rules um, that, that need to be reviewed. So there's a lot to unpack when it comes to retirement accounts. There's a lot of analysis to be done. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're working with an attorney who has some experience in this field um, and that you carefully review, you know, your retirement benefits um, and that you fully understand, you know, what's going to happen to this asset upon your death. So I hope you found uh, these tips to be helpful to you and it gives you some good questions to ask your estate planning attorney. Until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and your family all the best wishes in health and, of course, the best planning. Have a great day. 
Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.